Welcome back to the Adventures of a Disney Dad podcast. My name is Matt Brandover, and I am a dad of three and the founder of AdventuresofADisneyDad.com, a travel agent with the magic for less travel and your host. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Chip Robinson, the dad of five. Chip, how's everything going? Oh, just getting over a little bug over the weekend. And now we're doing well. Doing well. Always love hearing your beautiful, deep voice, even with <laughs> a little bit of a bug. I'm really looking forward to our topic this week. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be talking about movies that you should prioritize before your next Walt Disney World family vacation. So we're not talking about adults-only trips. We're going to be talking about movies that you should watch with your family. Maybe we'll do adults-only on, on a different day, and we can get into episodes behind the attraction and some of that fun stuff. But for no, now, we're no, going to stick with No TV show episodes either. No TV show episodes either. We'll go over the rules a little bit of what, what our criteria is for this episode. But we're looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And before that, we're going to jump into a little bit of news, but only a little bit this week. Country Bears has officially closed at Walt Disney World. Chip, what were your thoughts on Country Bears and the future of Country Bears in Frontierland? Big Country Bears family. We are. We're a huge one. I'm sad to see it go, but I mean... I love country music, so I'm excited about the changes of the songs coming in. I don't think the show's really going to change. I think it's going to be the songs that change. But I'm excited for it. I mean, it's a, it's a is it a day one attraction? I mean, it's it's a show that's been there for a really long time. I don't know if it's been there since day one, but it's a very great spot to go right in the middle of the day. I'll tell you that. I've, I've fallen asleep in there. I, I feel like with country bears, you either love them or you hate them. A lot like figment in my, in my opinion, like I, I'm not a fan. It's not something we ever prioritized. I, I just, I thought it was, you know, kind of old and weird. And for the people that love nostalgia, it, it hits for them. And I can understand that, but it was just never, it was never my thing. So I, I'm not mad about it. I'm looking forward to all the changes they're making over there and kind of updating things a little bit. So I think that'll be a great change. It, it's looking a little like Tiana's Bayou Adventure is going to be ready this year, Chip. I don't know what I say. Twenty twenty five. You said twenty twenty five. I think my my guess was Labor Day, and they're making a lot of progress. It seems. Of course, you can see on social media. There's people that go over there and take pictures every other day, and it kind of drives me nuts. But now, regardless, it's I, I would, I'll hope I'll, I'll hope for maybe early June, and then I can hit it when we go in in July or late June, early July. I, I, you know what, the, the more I think about it with how much progress you see, it, it would not surprise me, but I, I will say like when I was there in January and you looked into the ride, you know, kind of where the, the waterfall used to be, it looked like they were doing a lot of heavy construction in there. So it may be that the outside aesthetics are, you know, a little he- ahead of the mechanical aspects of the ride. But, there's a, um, there's a lot of it inside too. Like you think about the ride, there's a lot of time you spend on the inside. So, or behind, right? Like yeah, behind, behind the mountain that you can't see, and and you have to keep in mind too. Like they they have not even tested ride vehicles. So no. yeah, I doubt they're making like a ton of changes to the track or or whatever else. But I would anticipate there's going to be a lot of testing and things that have to be done before you even get there, particularly because you. You look over at Epic Universe at at Universal and they're testing rides and, you know, they're pumping out roller coasters and it's, it is moving quickly. I saw a dragon flying the other day. 
Yeah, Epic Universe. Oh gosh, it's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. So I, I'm really looking forward to some of the changes over at Frontierland at Walt Disney World. Look, always always looking forward to the stuff at Universal. But let, let's jump into our big topic of the week. And again, I'm I'm really excited about this, Chip. I think you and I are gonna have a lot of fun with this. So we're we're gonna do must watch movies for your next Walt Disney World family vacation. And the criteria here is you can include an entire series as one pick. So if you want to select Star Wars, you can select Star Wars generally, knowing that there's nine movies, a hundred shows, or whatever. But you know, we kind of get the point. And the the other criteria is, you know, it needs to be family oriented. We're not doing TV shows, and we're gonna do it draft style. So Chip is gonna pick, and if he picks one, then I can't pick it so on and so forth, and we'll go back and forth. We're going to do 10 picks total, so five each, and we'll see where we end up at the end. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. When we talked about it on Instagram with our listeners, it really seemed like there was some mixed feedback of, of what the priority is. This seems like a little bit of a hot topic, Chip. It is. So, People have their opinions, and they, they love their movies. I, I, I really think outside of, like, to me, there's a clear number one. And then everything else is a little bit of a hodgepodge. So I'll be interested to see if you pick my number one and we'll, we'll go from there. So let's talk about it. Chip, what is your first pick of a must watch movie that a family should prioritize for their next Walt Disney world vacation? Toy story is the top of the mountain. And there's multiple reasons. Personally, it's my favorite Pixar movie, the original one. I'm talking the original one too, but all of them, all of them hit that feelings. When you go into Toy Story Land, it is unbelievable how much you're just going to be like, oh, I remember this from the movie. I remember that from the movie. It's just one of those those areas that whatever they did for the movie, they did exactly right in the park. I agree. I could not agree more. I think Toy Story is like the up and above number one, particularly for families. Yes. You've got like older kids, you know, maybe it's not the case, but Slinky Dog Dash, we've talked about it before on this show, is the best roller coaster for kids, particularly four to seven. I think it's it is the perfect first good roller coaster. And I think really when you think about Toy Story 2, there being four movies, I think you have to get through one and two at least before your vacation because you won't know Jesse if you don't get through number two. So if, if you get through number two, you can do the character meet and your kids will know who Jesse is and, and have a little bit more appreciation for that. I don't think you have to get to like three and four. You can. I think four is a great movie. But really one and two, I think, are the ones you got to prioritize. And then it makes Rodeo Roundup Barbecue even better, right? Yeah. yeah, Bo Peep's not a character you can meet, right? For some reason, I thought she no. well, it used to be or something like that. She's she's massive in Rodeo Roundup Barbecue, which is probably okay. what you're thinking. Well, then, because she's, might, she's yeah, huge. She, yeah, that's there would be a reason why to get to four. She's a big character in the fourth. She is a big character in four, and, and I love all of them. I think they're all great yeah. movies, so I would encourage people to check out all four of them, but I think that's a great first choice, Chip. I'm torn. You took, you took my number one. I think with number two, I'm going to go... And and this this might be a little controversial, but I'm going to go with Frozen. Ooh. I flip flopped a lot back back and forth on this. I think you definitely have to get through Frozen one. If you get through Frozen two, awesome. But 
they have such a presence in the parks, whether it be at the nighttime shows, the character meets frozen ever after the ride. I think it's all, they're all a great option. And I say that with the understanding that like there are families out there that probably haven't seen toy story, like younger families, maybe, but there there's like no family that hasn't seen frozen. I feel like you're probably right with that. So it's a little bit of a cop out. I think everybody's going to have seen it already, but it's one that's worth rewatching. I think before you go down on your, your vacation. So that, that would be, that's definitely a good pick, especially with over in Norway, you got the ride, you've got the character meet and greet and it, it, Frozen's not going away. I mean, Mm -hmm. my, my, my kids, both my older two girls love frozen. They talk about it. They want to watch it all the time still. So it's not, it's not going away. And you, you see them, you know, they're in the shows at Magic Kingdom. They're in the parade at Magic Kingdom. So it's it's not like it's just at Epcot. They're, they've got kind of a presence everywhere. Even when it comes to Fantasmic, they're involved in that show. So, and, and the Frozen show, we've talked about that before. Our napping spot, Chip. It's such a good show. I mean, comedy is so great. <laughs> The comedy is great, but the dads need a nap and the Frozen show is where it's at. So if you're at Hollywood Studios, you check out the Frozen show, you take a nap. Having that background is, is I think, great. And you only need to see Frozen 1 to do the Frozen show. So I, I think that would be my my first choice. So that's, that's two, Chip. Take us into your second choice. My second choice is kind of throwing it back to our era. I'm going to go with The Lion King. Mostly the reason why is Animal Kingdom reminds me of walking the Lion King movie, especially if you start off with the safari and you just see all those animals and you're like, Oh, I remember that, that, that was the animal was in the beginning scene of Lion King. And it's just one of those. And then you go to the Lion King show, which is the most underrated show at all of the parks. Hot Ooh, take. Hot take. Hot take. Uh, it is, it is a very Broadway esque show in terms of the talent. I mean, it's what a half hour long or 45 minutes long, but it's a great show. It's very interactive. I think Lion King's one of the ones that is, it, it needs to make a comeback in terms of our kids. They tried to do it. Disney junior a couple of years ago with, the, I forget what the show was called, but it was like a Lion King junior thing. Yeah. But I think it's, I, I think I, it's, I, I, I think you're going to watch it too, especially if you're going to go over and eat at the animal kingdom lodge, you got to see those animals and get, get your, get to your own kids in the good mood of like, Hey, we're going to go see animals. Right. I, I will say too, the live action Lion King is awesome. I, I, I was really impressed by that. I don't, I don't know that it gets a lot of the fanfare and love that, you know, some of the other newer, newer live action movies get, but the, the bigger, the big problem for me with the Lion King is my kids have watched it now, but it, it's man, it's, it's our generations when Bambi's, you know, Oh, yeah. mom or dad died or whatever it, it it's tough to watch and as you pointed out it's got a presence throughout the parks too like you know in terms of nighttime shows i think scar is in in there along with oh, yeah. simba mufasa's little quote you know of remember who you are is, is heavily favored in i think that's in happily ever after happily so ever after, yep. there there's so there's definitely great points and you know festival of the lion king at animal kingdom is is not to be missed that's for sure and i i really hope that they do lion king some justice when they start to do some more renovations at animal kingdom i I I feel like it needs a little it needs a little bit more love so i think that's that's a 
<laughs> is that a steal for a second pick? I don't know. That that's like it wasn't even on my list, and <laughs> I'm kind of like ashamed that I didn't even have it on there. So, well, well done to you, Chip. I I I'm gonna go with another. I feel like it's kind of a softball here at the beginning. Not very controversial. I'm gonna go with Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. So one through nine, uh, we have family friends that are going to Walt Disney World for the first time with their kids in June. And the most important thing to me to to tell them was outside of the movies they'd already watched, like Toy Story and Frozen and everything else. The number one recommendation I made to them was watch the Star Wars series from beginning to end. They had never seen it before. From my perspective, you cannot appreciate a very huge section of Hollywood studios. If you haven't seen star Wars, that that's, yeah. that's going to, that, yeah, that's my thought. Like you, if you don't, if you don't know what the millennium Falcon is, you don't know who Kylo Ren is. You don't know who Ray is. None of that makes sense. And, and you can't really watch the, the newer series, you know, with Ray and Kylo Ren, the last three, you can't watch those without watching the older ones. Cause it just doesn't make any sense. I'm, I'm laughing because you told somebody, Spend 27 hours watching a movie series. <laughs> so I'm like, there's three other weekend shot. I think it took them a lot longer. They just finished like a week ago and <laughs> they're, they've, they've already started on like the Kenobi series and okay. they've watched rogue one already. So they, they enjoyed it and they, they've, they've become star Wars fans. Chip, you have to understand I've got a Darth Vader mask and a lightsaber on my wall by me. Okay. That's, that's why I also gave it to you because I was like, you're going to talk more, more highly about it than I will. I'm a big star Wars fan myself, but I had the force awakens. I just said, you need to watch the force awakens. I just don't think you can watch that one without watching the others. I mean, you could try. Isn't, isn't technically galaxy's edge. Is it between the force awakens and Oh, what's the second one? Last Um, Jedi. Last Jedi. Is that where it's supposed? It it is because that's why like Mandalorian can come there. But like you don't see a lot of the same characters that they get at Disneyland. You know, they say it's like time locked or whatever in the timeline at Walt Disney World versus Disneyland gets Boba Fett and, you know, all these other characters that are awesome and we don't see them at Walt Disney World. But, you know, the 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 biggest I think draw outside of Toy Story Land at Hollywood Studios is Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, it, it, sure. and I feel like you would be doing yourself a huge disservice if there's an entire section of the park that you don't know anything about. And even if you don't go and ride the rides, and, and the caveat to the to all this with the family aspect is like sometimes your kids are going to be too young to watch Star Wars. So if your kids are four or five, you know. My, my my kids at five have watched a lot of Star Wars, like enough to know who they are. And we've done a lot of the kids Star Wars shows. So they, they understand who those characters are, but you know, you, you may feel like your kids are, are too young for it is, is the other issue. But could you imagine, I, I, I can't imagine chip like going to Hollywood studios and, and just not caring about that section of the park. <laughs> Was it Dave Portnoy Barstool went in, I think he went in 2020 right after and it and galaxy's edge was there and he rode star tours. He's like, yeah, it was okay. He's like, but I didn't, I didn't see it. Like he never walked another 25 feet and he would have been in galaxy's edge. Like, <laughs> but then he went back obviously and liked it. Yeah. More and 
And he's a he's a Disney World guy. I I think I I wanted to post about his. He did a pizza review of Via Napoli, but that's that's for a different different episode. But the the other thing I'll mention about the twenty seven hours thing is like with how much money you're spending to go on a Walt Disney World trip, you you should take the time to watch these movies. <laughs> is is my my perspective. But all right, so we've got Toy Story, we've got Star Wars, we've got Frozen, we've got Lion King. What is your next pick, Chip? My next pick is going to be Ratatouille. Oh, um, that's a good one. Just with, it's such a great movie. Like it's always, it's the movie that's always in our, in our car. It's one of the options we have for our kids. It, the ride is phenomenal. Whether you've ridden in France or not, it is phenomenal. So I think that's why it's one of, one of my top, in my top three. I think that's a, that's a good chance. The one thing that I think you lose a little bit with Ratatouille, and we thought about this a lot, before our last trip, before we had written it, is that it, it doesn't get a lot of love outside of the ride. No, you know, it, which I don't, I don't know. I would like, I would like to see the, the the Gusto's restaurant go in somewhere, but I don't know where they put it. But it, it it's such. I think I love the thought of the movie. I, th- I think it's a great, great movie. I think it's a great ride. My kids love, like my kids wanted to ride it multiple times. It was, it was that good of a ride. So. And it's it's all about the movie, so I, I'm that's why I put it in there. I I can't I can't argue with that one. I think it's a it's a great choice. My next selection is going to be Peter Pan. Peter Pan's flight is always a fan favorite, both historically and for the younger kids. And you add in that Peter, the Lost Boys, and Wendy all have a presence in the park as well. They've also, the, the, this is what really triggered me. My my daughter dressed up as Tinkerbell for part of her, her birthday. She put on a Tinkerbell outfit. And, I, and it really st- struck me that like if you went to Happily Ever After and you watched Tinkerbell fly down and you had never seen Peter Pan like and didn't know who Tinkerbell was, that would be like a very anticlimactic moment. Yeah. Right? Like, you're, like you're that... Right that moment for like most of us kind of hits different and it's got nostalgia and it it's very meaningful. I think to a lot of people and it, it's really a special moment when you, your kids especially see her fly down. So I, I, I really think Peter Pan has to be one of the priorities. You could argue it should be higher on the list too. I think. Yeah. The problem is, I like Hook, the movie Hook, a lot better than Peter Pan. Oh my Pan gosh. Here. Robin Williams right. is Peter Pan. Is, 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 Rufio, Rufio. Yeah. Oh, Rufio. Yeah. oh, all right. So uh, <laughs> the fact that, like, you, there's like 90 Peter Pan movies too. And when right. I when I mention it, I'm talking about the original. This, this is not an endorsement of some of the stuff that's in there. There's a, you know, disclaimer at the beginning of the movie now on Disney Plus. So, you know, all that, all that applies. Yeah. All that applies here. So, you know, take that worth a grain of salt, but like when it comes to the, the stuff at the parks, you know, Peter Pan's flight is themed after that original movie, the cartoon, Wendy and the lost boys are, are dressed as the characters from that movie. Peter Pan roams the parks. So, you know, when you talk about like the, the new movie, I think it was called Wendy and there was also a Peter Pan remake. Like n- none of the characters, I think, will really resonate the same if you watch those. Captain Hook, obviously, and Smee have a huge presence. Those wouldn't make sense from the remakes. Like Smee is not the same as the animated character at the parks. 
So I, I would stick with that yeah. original. Yeah, but right. it's a good point. Good point. So Chip, what do you got next? My next one is going to be just had it. Oh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, um, so number seven is Beauty and the Beast. Number seven is Beauty and the Beast. With reason being, if you go back into that part of Fantasyland, you see Bell's Castle or Beast Castle. You go back, you can go to Gaston's Tavern, you can go meet Gaston. Bella's Bell and Beast are a very big part of the, the Festival of Fantasy Parade. They're part of Fantasmic. They're part of, oh my gosh, I just happily ever after. They are part of almost everything. So it's it's one of those that you could go back there and spend the entire day and then go 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 do Enchanted Tales with Bell. Um, I, I was literally going to ask you about that. What's your thoughts on Enchanted Tales with Bell? Oh, it's so underrated. I think my it's daughter, one of the most underrated things at, at Walt Disney World, for sure. Mackenzie, when she was four, got to be the Beast. And there were two, there were two twin girls that were right next to her. And I was like, oh, they're the ones going to get picked. And because they were twins, I think they picked Kenzie because she was by herself. So she got yeah. to be beast and dance with Belle. And it was, it was awesome. We, I still have all those pictures because then they give you the pictures for free. If you have a yeah. memory maker. Yeah. And well, yeah. And, and I, somebody got on me the other day about saying that you have the pictures for free when you buy memory maker. They're like, oh, you got to pay for memory maker. Like we get it. <laughs> But memory makers, generally speaking, a no-brainer. So, yeah. you know, you should definitely be purchasing memory maker if you can. So, I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think talk about presence in the parks, which I think is to me, to me, that's the priority when you make a list like this is the things that you're going to see throughout the parks, not just at one ride or or one character meet or whatever. I think the more presence they have in various aspects of the park, the higher up the movie should be in your priority list. So. Enchanted Tales with Belle, Be Our Guest. They're all involved in the, you know, the, the parades, the shows, all that stuff. I think that's that's a really great, great choice, Chip. So, you know, one that I really thought about that I well, I, I won't mention it because I'm not going to include it yet. <laughs> the the one that I'm going to go with next is the Little Mermaid. Okay. And I do feel strongly that you could do either or both the animated and the live action. My, my kid absolutely loved the live action. We, we actually saw it in the theaters. They didn't make it all the way through the movie in the theaters, but then when we got home, we bought it and or watched it on Disney plus and they, they watched all the time now. So we love the live action movie and we love the character meet where you meet the live action Ariel at Hollywood studios. It's, it's awesome. And she's fantastic and and looks like very close to the live action Ariel. And but then also you've got Ariel's Grotto is a great ride at Magic Kingdom. The movie, the animated film has a presence. You can also now meet Ariel again in her grotto right next to the ride. So that's when she's actually a mermaid and and looks more like the animated film. And and they've got presence in the chosen and festivals in the parade. So and and they're reimagining the one at Hollywood Studios. Yep, they're doing a new Broadway style show in that area that's been vacant for kind of ever. So I think that that's probably a little bit of a long way off, but it's still absolutely worth it. And I think it, it should definitely be a priority in terms of what you watch. And it, they're great, they're great movies. Yeah. But and the other the other thing I'll mention about about theirs is if you're doing one of the parties, like the Halloween party. And you can meet Prince Eric and Ariel. Those are awesome too. So, you know, keep that in mind. Like 
if we were doing we could we could argue and debate other movies in here if we were doing a party show right like nightmare before christmas would have to be in here but we're not we're not doing that we'll save that for a different a different episode so chip what do you got here we're we're rounding it out we're we're doing so pretty quick what do you got here for number nine number nine I, which is kind of sad because i do have some ones that haven't been said that are on my list we'll do an honorary go, mention yeah uh, i'm gonna go with tangled that was it's, my next pick well done <laughs> It's my daughter's probably favorite movie, favorite TV show, the the Tangled series. It's honestly, if you time it up right and you can go do the photo op over by the Tangled Castle, which is it's a over by the Tangled bathrooms and whatnot. There's a little you can hold the lantern and whatnot. Meeting meeting her, Rapunzel, is is phenomenal. My my daughters love doing that every single time. The presence is felt everywhere. You see her in all the parades. She's in all of the shows. The Tangled bathrooms are probably the best bathrooms. Some of, they could be the best bathrooms in Magic Kingdom. I don't. I'm not going to give away my secrets, but they're a nice bathroom. Yeah, no, I, I, I think in terms of bathrooms, they're they're definitely up there. And that whole area, I think, right around Rapunzel's Tower is themed really well, even though there's not anything specific for them to do. I think an argument could be made that Rapunzel needs more love in the parks, in terms of attraction, like an attraction or something, but. She certainly isn't going to, you know, argue. You're not going to argue for a full land for her or anything like that. But I do feel like she could get a little bit more love in, in that regard. So I, I think that's a great choice that probably would have been my next one or, or right in the tier below at number 10. And we're, we're going to mention some others here at the end. Like we're not, we're not going to leave everybody off. But in terms of our top 10, we're, I'm going to roll in number 10 at, at Princess and the Frog. And I think that's an ode to everything that they're building in Frontierland with Tiana's Bio Adventure and the Tiana's Restaurant. I think she already has a great presence in the parks in terms of character meet. I think that's a lot of fun in in the Princess Fairy Tale Hall. She's involved in the parade and the shows, and I think fairly well represented in the Happily Ever After and Fantasmic. But I, I can't remember if she has a like much of a song in Fantasmic or not offhand. I have no but idea. Regardless, like for everything that's coming, if you're going in mid 2024 or on Princess and the Frog could could arguably be number one because it's going to be the top attraction that everybody's going to want to do. Yep. I, th- I think everybody's going to want to be there in Frontierland to ride, you know, to ride Tiana's bio adventure. So I would I would rock it in at number ten. It, it's a great movie. I my kids love that movie too. We loved it as a family. It also fits in well with the Halloween party because of you know the the bad guy in that movie is is well represented in the Halloween party as well. So I think that's some great options. Chips, what what are what are a couple that you had that didn't make your top ten list? All right. So the first one off my list was Avatar. I didn't even have that on my list either. Oh I, goodness! I would have thought you would have. I think the movie's long. It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. I've not seen the second one, but the first one's really good. And that land is phenomenal. That's probably the first one off my list. I was actually going to put it at number two, and I'm like, you know what? It's just not high on my list to put it at number two. That what I else? think it also falls into that area of like you need a little bit older kids. Yeah, it's. I think it's similar to Star Wars in that regard. Like you, you need a little bit. You know, like. Probably seven and under, you're you're probably not watching Avatar. So no, but that's a that's a really good one. 
I would also throw Tron in that same category. Tron is huge for my brothers. It's funny, my dad. The eighty-three me, movie or the know, new one? I think it's eighty-four. Is when it came out yeah, actually. Okay. So the eighty-four With, one is that the one that they like, or do they like the new? Oh, one? they love that one. Like my dad said, they wore out the VHS. Throw it way back, but yeah, they love that movie. But the obviously the Tron light cycle. I think it's themed more towards the new movie that came out, what, 2016, 2015? Maybe before then, I don't remember. But that that would be there. There's another movie that's that's for the nerds. I'm going to say it. Matt's probably never heard of it. It's called The Boys. It's the, the, Boys. Sherman, it's the Sherman Brothers story. So no, never seen it. Do you know who the Sherman Brothers are, Matt? Off, off, I mean, am I embarrassing myself here? I, yes. I don't. I guarantee you've heard multiple of their songs. I, I mean, maybe I like what, why, what am I looking up here? The Sherman brothers. Oh my goodness. Are two brothers that were obviously Walt Disney's pretty much the, his, his composers. Everybody's heard, everybody's heard their, their song. Small world song is a Sherman brothers song. And it's a story about two brothers who are known as brothers. And, when they worked together, they were brothers, but outside of work, they weren't really brothers, which is, it's, it's a sad movie, but it's, it's one that like, I watched it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know who these guys are. And then I'm like, oh, they don't really have any sort of life outside of work where they actually talk to each other. So for those that are Disney nerds like Matt and I, you need to go watch the boys. It's called boys, the Sherman brothers story. It's a great movie. I sent it to my dad right after I watched it. I'm like, Hey, you need to go watch this. Cause this movie's awesome. Yeah. I, apparently I need to get educated on, uh, <laughs> on my, my Disney history here. Cause that is, that, that's, that's interesting for me. So the, uh, so did you have any others on your kind of, that was it on my list. list? Yeah. You took mine. A bunch okay. of mine. So there, there's a couple others that I'm going to rattle off that I think are kind of honorable mentions. Two, two that really stick out to me. One is Jungle Cruise, the one with The Rock and Emily Blunt. I, I think that can give a lot of context to the Jungle Cruise ride, and and in particular for people that are not Disney, you know, I, I would call us nerds. I'm calling myself a Disney nerd. Like if you're not into the nostalgia and the history of Disney. Jungle Cruise, Pirates, and Haunted, Haunted Mansion don't hit the same for other people, right? Yeah. Like, that that's just a reality. Like, my, my, my wife is one that, like, she doesn't get the allure of Haunted Mansion. And so she'll be like, what, 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 what are we doing here? <laughs> like, this is, this, is not, this is not that great of a ride. But, like, for the people that love Disney, it, it kind of has a special place in your heart, right? And I think Jungle Cruise is like that. So you can give yourself a little bit of context by watching that movie and, and make it a little bit more fun for your family because the rock, I think, and Emily Blunt, they, they do a great job in that film. And it's a, it's a fun movie. Another one, the haunted mansion, I think for the same reasons can do that. Even though the Walt Disney world haunted mansion doesn't look the same as the one at Disneyland and in the movie, you still get the point. And I think, that can kind of help make that ride more fun and exciting for, you know, maybe the next generation or, or newer families for the same reason pirates of the Caribbean. So like all three of those <laughs> movies fit there. And I don't think you have for the pirates of the Caribbean, you don't have to watch more than just the first one. I, th- no. I think you could just, just watch the first one and enjoy um, it. I think second, first and second one are probably where you're good at because now we're, 
I guess Barbados is in the first one, right? I yeah. don't remember. Yeah. yeah, never mind. Yeah, you're good with the first one. But I don't even know that you'd like recognize him in the ride unless you're like paying attention. Like the first yeah, time you're riding it. Well, he's right there in the first scene. I don't know. The second yeah, scene. So it's it's pretty close. So rattling off like a few others that I think are are really good. Moana, because of her walkthrough. And you know, I mentioned it last week. Shout out to my brother-in-law Ryan. Like Moana needs more respect in the parks. <laughs> she needs a ride. She needs more than just a walkthrough. That movie is phenomenal. I posted about it today. It was the most streamed film of 2023. Yeah. On Disney Plus. And I actually I think most streamed, period. Yeah, it's most streamed. Netflix yeah. and others. So like give give Moana the respect it deserves. A few other honorable mentions, Snow White, Snow White and the Seven Dwarf Mine Train. I think you could ride that ride and enjoy it without seeing the movie. Right, Chip? Yeah, if you know the story and you know the dwarfs, you can get away without having to see it. It's I mean, it's also 1940 movie, so it's it, still good though. It's still it is good. good. I would put Cinderella in there as well. Yep. Cinderella, Aladdin. Like nobody nobody's rushing to ride magic carpets. My daughter, my, 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 my middle daughter is, she loves that ride. Gosh, I hate the carpet. Monsters Inc. is another one. Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor. I, I think my father-in-law mentioned that we went on a trip and we went to Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor and he had never seen it and loved that show. He loved that show. So he went home and watched the, the movies. So <laughs> Monsters Inc. is, is one hey, that. I think we throw Nemo in there. Turtle Talk with Crush is the same. It's up there with the Monster Zeke ride or the Monster Zeke show. So Encanto would be something that I think everybody has seen at this point that has kids going to Disney. But if you haven't, definitely check it out because Mirabelle and Bruno have appearances in the parks. There's obviously not a ride or anything yet, but we can expect the lands in the future. But for now, you know, it's just an honorable mention because there's not a whole lot of love for it. Cars has one attraction and that's about it. The Incredibles would be up there, but it's got a, just character meets. So I'd, I'd put both the movies in Disneyland category. Like you have to watch those before mm-hmm. you go to Disney. The Incredibles would be in Disneyland, the Disneyland yeah. category for sure. So I, I think those are those are up there. But I I think that kind of that kind of covers it. Yeah, there's no nothing really Marvel in in the world because of the the line of Mississippi River line. But I'm just trying to think. There's nothing really Marvel on this side. Yeah, no, not not at all. So I, I think that kind of covers our 10 and our honorable mentions. If you think we got them wrong or you think we're, you know, uh, we, we did our rankings improperly, you think you'd prioritize something different, make sure you hit us up and let us know on social media. So before we get off here, we're going to answer a couple of listener questions that we had that I thought were really interesting that Chip, I'd love to get your thoughts on. One is what is a realistic number of rides for a first-time visitor going to Magic Kingdom for one day, how many rides do you think like an average family can expect to ride? Maybe let's say without Genie Plus and with Genie Plus, and of course, let's just give the caveat that it's like an average day. It's not like you know Christmas or something ridiculous. Yeah. So without Genie Plus, I'm going to say you're probably going to be about five. Five probably more. And then with Genie Plus, I'm I'm leaning more eight to plus more. I think I think you get into the plus category if you're pushing it. Yeah, and also it's one of those that 
you can be really, really smart. If you see the rainstorm start coming, book those outdoor ones. And as soon as they see lightning, they're going to give you an anytime fast pass. And you can then book another one that's outside. And, oh, that's an anytime. I mean, those can pile up. But we did eight back with the fast pass back in the day. And we started at like, ooh, started like noon the one day. And we got eight rides. I have it on my somewhere on my spreadsheet of, of notes that we got eight rides done and I have the order of what we did. And that wasn't the big rides. We did now one of them was Splash Mountain, but we didn't do Big Thunder. We didn't do Space Mountain. Well, and, and uh, keep in mind this is attractions too, because when you talk about Genie Plus, there's not, you know, eight just rides available that are worthy. But I I think we pretty routinely get in five when we only do like half a day. Yeah. So like if I stack like and in terms of Genie Plus, if I stack Genie Plus Lightning Lanes for the evening, we can usually stack five from like three p.m. until nine p.m. So if we go and do something on our own without Genie Plus in the morning and just stack our rides for the evening, you can usually get in at least five to eight. I think if you were really you know busting tail, you could get up upwards of ten different things done or even repeat some, but beyond that you're you're like pushing it a little too hard i think for for families and i would really say that's probably the case at all the parks i was gonna say that in general like you're you start getting up to 10 like you you're either you're going doing twice sundown to like su- sunrise to sunset and it's just like you gotta take a break at some point because you like your kids are gonna get tired you're gonna get tired you're gonna start arguing and but i think eight's the right number I, I agree there. One other question that we got here. Actually, there's there's two more questions. One question, how late can you be for a dining reservation? Well, have you ever been late for a dining reservation? Matt, I'm a college football player. If you were if you were 10 minutes early, you were five minutes late in, in our that, you're you're my kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. We, so, I mean, uh, in fairness, we were both college football players. We were both bred that way. I think. Yeah. And we were also taught that in high school as well. So I have run like like five minutes late and it it was because of we were going to mickey's no oh, what's contemporary and there wasn't a bus going we had the 805 reservation we couldn't get a bus there like to the magic kingdom and they were like oh you're fine like they worked around with us so like five minutes the, the rule rule of thumb is you get 15 minutes okay so you get a, a 15 minute grace period the longer you're late the more likely that you're going to have to wait a little bit because they may give your table to somebody else. I've had situations where we were like 40 minutes late to one because we got stuck. The Skyliner wasn't running. Oh yeah. I remember that. And, and the, they were great about it. They like, we did have to wait because our table was gone, but they didn't, you know, tell us sorry and turn us away or whatever. We just, I walked up to the cast member and explained what had happened and, and keep in mind too, that some of the restaurants you can call it, the pure Disney, like in the parks restaurants, you can't, but when it comes to some of the restaurants that are at like Disney Springs, like the boathouse, for example, or summer house in the lake Paradiso 37, you can call those places. So you can call and tell them, Hey, I'm running the bus. You know, we're on the bus. We're 15 minutes late. I've done that before. And you can absolutely do those things so that you're, you know, you're being respectful of the cast members time and, making sure you're not leaving tables empty that other people would otherwise be using. But you, you do have wiggle room on, on those reservations. 
The last question I got was in response to the Bibbity Boppity Boutique videos that I posted on social media and our podcast episode last week. And the question, I thought this was really interesting because I've never, I had not thought about this until our last trip. And the question was, can you tip at Bibbity Boppity Boutique? And the answer is, the answer is yes. So oh. Bibbity Boppity Boutique, your stylist as well in the makeup, like the, the fairy godmother that does the hair and makeup, you can tip. And the Harmony Barbershop, you can also tip. Which, if you've experienced this otherwise, like if you try and give tips at Walt Disney World generally, they're not usually going to allow it. I think there's some, you know, some people say there's like an unwritten rule that if you try to give it to them three times, that after the third time, they'll take it. But in terms of Bibbidi Boppity Boutique and Harmony Barbershop, you can tip. And I would encourage it. I, I think it's, you know, they, they cast members work very hard especially the ones that are doing the the hair and makeup and stuff. So definitely work that into your budget if you can. But the the interesting part about that is that you pay before you walk over there. So logistically speaking, for those that have not done Bibbidi Boppity Boutique, you're in you're in the little shop that is behind the castle, right? And you pick your dress there, you check in there and you kind of do the transformation with the mirror in that spot. You get your dress on, and once you've got the dress on, then you walk. Your family walks over to the hair and makeup area, which is under the castle. Gotcha. So you, but but you pay when you do the dress. So you are before you even meet the fairy godmother that's going to do the hair and makeup. You've already paid. So keep that in mind too. Is there a place to tip when you pay? I I don't remember. I like I had cash. I don't remember if there was a spot on the receipt or not, but. I, I so I don't want to say one way or another, but maybe bring cash and and try and find a way to do it if you can't on the receipt. But I, some, I think that for some reason I was receipt. thinking you there isn't on the receipt, just because I don't think that's a Disney thing. Like unless you're tipping a restaurant, I remember the only I always thought the only place you could tip was Magical Express. Honestly, that's what I was always kind of told. It was like the only place you could tip is Mag- Magical Express. You can tip all the definitely all the restaurants. Well, um, besides, besides restaurants. Yeah, but I I went back and checked, and you can tip Bibbidi Boppity Boutique and Harmony Barbershop. So keep those ones in mind, and you know, yeah. well that that that's going to wrap it up for our listener questions. Chip, you wanted to give a, a quick shout out for on behalf of you and I and the podcast. Yeah, so one of our former guests we had on had an accident and I think broke her elbow or dislocated her elbow, something along Hallie Jones. She's been a big supporter of our podcast and we appreciate her and hope she's doing well and we're praying for you and hope you you have a good recovery. And I believe, I hope she's in Florida and not up in the cold weather where she's from. I I think that she was back in Colorado. I I shot her a text this morning and sent her some love and prayers. So we're definitely thinking about her and sending a lot of positive vibes her way. And hopefully she's already on the, the road to recovery. I think she was, Wondering if she was going to have surgery or not, and and we're definitely sending like like Chip said, sending those positive vibes. A huge supporter of the show, and and she was a great guest to have, and we look forward to having her back to talk about all of her Disney adventures. She just she just was at Festival of the Arts. I was going to say um, she was a, she was in like some 
crazy overalls rocking around. <laughs> she had, like she had overalls that matched the logo of Festival of the Arts, and they were awesome. She got the figment popcorn bucket, which I think I think at some point we're gonna collaborate with her to do a giveaway. I mean, she's she's an incredible follow on social media, so definitely you know give her a follow and and send her some prayers if you can to make sure that she's healing up well. And and Hallie, we're thinking about you. That's gonna wrap it up for this episode of the podcast. If you have any comments or questions. As always, don't hesitate to reach out to us on any social media or via email. I can be found at, at Adventures with Disney Dad and on Instagram and TikTok, as well as uh, email Matt at Adventures of Disney Dad.com. Chip, where can everybody find you? On Instagram at Robinson Dad Life. And hopefully soon I'm going to get my TikTok up and rolling. I was sick this weekend, but I was planning on working on it. So hopefully this weekend I'll get that rolling. Not a boy. And if you're interested in having me assist you in planning your next Universal or Disney vacation, please feel free to reach out. All the links to get a free quote are in the show notes. Our services are free to you, and we'd love to help you plan your next dream vacation. If you have a moment, it would mean a lot to us if you could follow, subscribe, like, and review the podcast on whatever platform you prefer. We greatly appreciate the support. It's been incredible so far. We're continuing to build and grow and and look forward to doing that with you and bringing you fun new episodes each week. And we will see you now. Oh, you know what? I want to mention one other thing. And I probably should have done this earlier. In in a couple of weeks, we're going to be recording some great episodes with some new guests. Yes. And I'm going to give some shout outs to them next week. But if you're ever interested in being a guest on the show, definitely reach out to us on social media or via email because we would love to have more guests on the show. So if you've got some interesting Disney insights, a love for Disney, a Disney small business or something ancillary to Disney or, or universal, we would love to have you on the show. Okay. So with all that said, we will catch you next week. We'll see you when we see you.